Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Lots of people have made lots of money self-publishing their books, and lots of people have lost their shirts self-publishing their books. Let's find out how to make sure you're in the first group, not the second group. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm the author of more than a dozen books, including Write Your Book in a Flash. Uh, I'm a book strategist, and I can help you write your book as a book coach, developmental editor, or ghost writer. Our guest today is Everett O'Keefe the president of IgnitePress.us, a hybrid publisher. And he's going to tell us about some of the pitfalls of self-publishing and what traditional publishers don't want you to know. So let's get started. Hey, Everett, what are the biggest mistakes people make when they self-publish their books? Uh, Thanks, Dan, for having me. Uh, You know, there are a ton of mistakes that people make when it comes to self-publishing. The vast majority of them have to do with quality issues, um, and they are legion. Um, Writing too short a book, writing too long of a book, uh, writing a poorly written book. These are really common things that we see in self-publishing. Also, skipping editing or poorly editing it or editing it themselves. You should never, by the way, edit your own work. You should always hire a professional editor to edit your work. Otherwise, you can create the most amazing story or the most amazing book, and it's stumbled because people read it and get bogged down in grammar issues. Um, there, uh, layout, bad layout is a really common thing. So people tend to think that they can lay their book out in Microsoft Word or Pages or something like that and not really employ someone to do professional layout. And you get the same thing. Um, what we see all the time are things that people do in self-publishing that just scream self-published, right? It's like, man, I, you, you know, from the second you look at that cover, it is self-published. They did it in PowerPoint or they did it in Word or, you know, something like that. And you can see this over and over again. Um, and, and the problem with that, I'm sure you'll agree, is that it reflects badly on the professional and the thought leader who wrote that book in the first place in order to get build credibility. And people look, you know, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book. Uh, I think it was called Blink. I, I'm not quite sure. But it was about, you know, people, an art dealer can look at a, a masterpiece and say, that's a forgery. They just know. And, uh, and people in the publishing industry can look at a book and just say, that's, that book is self-published. And, you know, I think a lot of normal people, people not in the industry, can see that, too. They may not be able to describe it in the wonky terms that you and I might use, but they know that it just doesn't look right. It just doesn't feel I don't know what it is, but it's just not there. Can't put my finger on it. But and that's right. People make a snap decision, particularly about the covers. And where we see people go afoul is um, putting their business logo on the front of the book. Okay, no traditional book is going to have the business logo on the front of the book. Um, the fonts are hard to read uh, or they're obscured because someone puts a cool drop shadow on it. 
uh, <laughs> you know, or too many drop shadows or too many different kinds of fonts, right? Or everything's done in one font. If you look at any book cover, it is typically, it's typically will involve two or three font styles, not necessarily different fonts, but different treatments of the font. Um, and uh, I mean, you just, there thing you, you, it's almost like instinctively, you've seen enough book covers that you know what a book cover should look like. Um, we see it also when it's too busy or the cover is too simple. Um, or, and this is a big deal lately, it, poor, it plays poorly as a thumbnail, okay? Mm. So like your book plays great as a thumbnail, um, and, but so many books don't. And how do people see books nowadays? They don't see them on a bookshelf. They see them as a thumbnail at amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com. And if it doesn't play well as a thumbnail, then it's not gonna sell. Nobody can read it. Uh, you know. Exactly, when I see books that are pure white, they look great at Barnes and Noble, but on Amazon, it's like they just bleed all over. You know, let's go back to uh, get some numbers on some things you mentioned earlier in our talk. You said some books are too short and some books are too long. I believe that as well, but I want to get your opinion on what is too short and what is too long. So, it, it, you know, it, like so many things, it will depend upon how you intend to use the book. Um, but just know that the longer a book is, the less likely it is people are going to finish it. And very often, the less likely it is that they're going to even start it. Now, for fiction, we expect fiction to be long, right? Um, it, it often has to be. And in fact, honestly, I don't want to buy a 100 or 200 page fiction book because I know right around the time I start to get into it, it's going to be over. Okay? But when it comes to nonfiction, um, there is a sweet spot uh, in our company. We like to see between about 25 and 40,000 words in our thinking for nonfiction, that this is large enough to have credibility and authority. And it is short enough to read on a cross country flight. Um, and if you, this, any bit, you go longer than that, your readability crashes, the completion rate crashes. Um, and so these are things to consider when you're writing a book. Of course, everyone will have a different idea about what length is appropriate, but a book is not 10,000 words and a book doesn't need to be 80 or a hundred thousand words. And that's where a lot of people really get tripped up. Great answer. I agree completely. In fact, I'd use that analogy about uh, people want to pick up a book when they uh, get on the plane in New York and finish it by the time they land in LA and one per it's usually a good laugh line. And uh, one time someone interrupted me in a seminar and they said, that's not true. And I said, really? I said, yeah, they want to finish it by the time they fly over Chicago. <laughs> said, you know, you got me there. That's right. Because they still need to work up either a nap or an in-flight movie. In. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the financial implications that people don't realize when they're uh, writing a book. Now, you mentioned that you really need to bring in professionals to help you up-level the book, you know, uh, editors, designers, cover designers, interior designers. For me, I'm a book coach and developmental editors. We make the book and you're thinking a whole lot better. What can you people expect to pay or how can they manage that whole process? Or when should they say, you know, I really should work with a hybrid publisher and just offload all this stuff that I don't understand and don't want to deal with and don't want to get my fingers dirty with all this stuff. Yeah, well, first, let me tell you, I'm a huge fan of self-publishing, and that's how I got started in publishing. And by the way, most of these mistakes, I have absolutely made myself and learned the hard way. 
uh, my first book, I, I don't even want to talk about all the mistakes that we made there. Okay. Um, but uh, having now published over a hundred uh, Amazon best-selling books, you know, we've got <laughs> some of this dialed by now. Um, but uh, looking back at that, you can pay any number, uh, any amount of dollars when it comes to some of these subcontractors. If you want to find someone who's very inexpensive, you can go to Fiverr, right? Go to Fiverr, locate somebody, and they can do cheap editing, cheap layout, and you may be getting exactly what you pay for, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can also hire professionals that will charge a huge amount. Um, you can imagine that the uh, content editors that have worked on New York Times bestsellers are probably going to charge a great amount of money, um, maybe more than you can really afford or ever expect to recoup. So there is a balance of finding really good providers of these services at a fee that is reasonable. Um, and that's something I think that most self-published authors really struggle with because they're, they can be among, you know, a chicken among the wolves, you know, it's like uh, you uh, you know, you may find the right one and you may not, and you don't really have a chance to really vet them well, because you've got one and one book, you know, one and only, you know, book to really try them out on. Whereas fortunately for our team of editing and editors and layout, you know, we've gone through lots of books with these people and we know exactly what they do um, and can do it affordably and efficiently. Excellent. Uh, I know that we only have uh, time for a few more questions, but you've written an entire book about the self-publishing industry. How can we get that book for free? Yeah, so the book is called The Power of the Published, uh, and it is how rapidly authoring a book can ignite your business and your life. And if it works for you, Dan, I'll send you a link and they can use that on, uh, you know, that they can click to it directly and they can get the digital version of the book for free. Um, always happy to provide that. The back section of that book is also a great primer on rapid writing methods um, and a great discussion about traditional versus self-publishing versus hybrid publishing. Okay, good. So as a final word of encouragement for self-publishers, what would you say to them? I would say, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, do it. Okay. If you want to devote the time to learning the industry and learning the process and enjoy that type of thing, absolutely do it. I don't want to discourage anyone from self-publishing. If on the other hand, you recognize that, my goodness, there, I could probably benefit from professional help in this area um, and that you know, maybe you decide, hey, my time is worth something too and I don't have the time to devote to learning this process and managing subcontractors and finding the appropriate editors and layout people and all of that, then consider either hybrid publishing or traditional publishing. Um, traditional publishing is filled with pitfalls um, uh, in regards to sacrificing your rights, sacrificing your royalties, paying too much for your books, and the traditional publisher not providing the marketing and PR that you really are expecting that is going to happen there. Mm -hmm. um, whereas hybrid publishing is another option, uh, the service that we provide where we basically do it as a done-for-you service. So we manage everything. We, we provide the editing. We provide the layout. We provide the publishing but in accounts you own. So you get your books at cost, you get all the royalties, you, can, you own your IP instead of having sold it and sacrificed it, um, and you have complete creative control. 
all things that are you really see go by the wayside when it comes to traditional publishing. So we, we think hybrid publishing is the best of both worlds, but it is not appropriate for everyone. It's appropriate for people who can make the appropriate investment to hire, hire uh, a professional publishing organization to do it. Whereas the self-publishing is perfect for a DIY. Somebody who loves to DIY, self-publishing is amazing. Fantastic. Thank you for being with us today. And for everyone watching, we have more than 100 other videos on how you can write and publish your book in a flash. Thanks for visiting and see us on those other videos. Thank you, Everett. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.